Today's episode is brought to you by Career Uncaged, a Kansas City-based resume and career consultation company that provides virtual resume services to help people advance in their career and their purpose. This business is owned and operated by Azani Fitton, who we've had here on the podcast. And what's so amazing beyond her heart for people is how passionate she is and everybody walking into the fullness of who they were called to be. And so she has actually worked with Black Girls of Purpose to offer a 10% off promo code for everyone in our Black Girls of Purpose community. So if you have the desire to switch careers or if you're trying to level up within the job that you have already, she offers all of those services. And so I hope that you will patronize her business in support of her, the work that she's doing. And y'all know that I believe everything that we do is a ministry. All you have to do to get 10% off is go to careeruncaged.com forward slash BGWP. Again, that's careeruncaged.com forward slash BGWP. Azani Fitton is the founder and chief executive officer of Career Uncaged, a Kansas City-based resume and career consultation company that provides virtual resume services to help people advance in their career and purpose. A recruiter by day and resume writer by night, this Kansas City professional is passionate about providing everyone who interacts with our company with the tricks of the trade that most HR professionals just won't tell you. Azani has two years of corporate recruiting experience across multiple states and industries. She reviews hundreds of resumes on a monthly basis, and she is and she is directly involved in hiring. What I love about Azani is her heart, and I feel like if you're in the industry of human resources, you have to have a heart for people, and you'll hear when you listen into the episode for today just how her heart for people is actually a huge reason why she even started her business career uncaged. Uh, One thing that's also very exciting is that she has offered 10% off of her services uh, for all of the members of our Black Girls of Purpose community. So make sure you listen all the way to the end so that you can take advantage of that offer and get into a new job if you're looking for a new job, Queen. So without further ado, I'm really excited to introduce you to Azani. Welcome to the podcast, Azani. Hello. Thank you so much for having me today. No problem. No problem. I'm so excited to introduce you to our Black Girls of Purpose community. Uh, At this point, people have, I've been like kind of, you know, there've been rumblings, right? Because you've been our, one of our first um, purpose partners and partnering with us for our purpose packs. And you're also one of our teachers for our Activate platform. And so it's always cool when I can connect women with, when I had a photographer on who shot our photos, I was like the person behind the lens, but with you, it's the person behind the computer screen, right? And so um, I'm just so excited to have you share your story. So I ha- I read the formal bio for Azani Fitton, but tell our listeners something that they might not read in your bio. Yeah, sure. So um, a little about me. So the first thing is I absolutely love people but I am like an extreme introvert. Um, So my name is Azani. Um, I own Career Uncaged. It's a resume consultation business. Um, And I actually am a recruiter by day. 
So I recruit for tons of different positions on all different levels at my company. And that's kind of how my business got started. Um, the heart really behind it is as a recruiter, I see so many brilliant people who simply don't know how to present themselves on paper. And it's sad to say that this is still the case, but if you can't present yourself on paper, then you won't be able to get your foot in the door. And so that's kind of how my business started is my heart was just, I want to be able to help people advance to where they're looking to go. So that's a little bit about the business, just to kind of give it a little bit of a start. Yeah, more of a personal touch than what, what they heard in your bio. So I, I like that you are a full-time professional because a lot of the people that we have on the podcast are full-time entrepreneurs in their business. And actually, I was just talking with another uh, Black Girl of Purpose feature today about how not everybody is called to full-time entrepreneurship and that even if you are called, you may not be called in the same timing as someone else. And so how have you seen benefits in being able to be a full-time employee who's also pursuing entrepreneurship? Oh my goodness. I am so glad you asked this, Brie. So the first thing that is so important to me and so vital and part of the reason why I started my business, it's called Career Uncaged because the idea is that your career and your purpose and your path cannot be put in a box. And I feel like, especially in society right now, we have a lot of incredible entrepreneurs and entrepreneurship is increasing and statistics will show, especially among black women, entrepreneurship is increasing. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that sometimes people think that entrepreneurship is above working for a mm -hmm. To me, that simply isn't the case. Um, the benefit that I see of working full time while simultaneously doing my business is literally everything I know for my business, I learn on the job. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we despise our jobs thinking that, oh, well, I don't want to work for the man and I don't want to work <laughs> for anyone. And it's okay if, if you feel like you don't want to and you feel like there's something greater for your life. But First of all, the, you know, the word of God talks about don't despise small beginnings. Mm -hmm. First of all, not everyone can be an entrepreneur because we need people to work for exactly. Um, and so for me, where I'm at is I see great benefit in my nine to five. I'm grateful for it. I love it. And because of it, I'm able to learn what I need, the skills, the tools, everything I need, I've gotten from my nine to five so that I can effectively run my business. And I just think it's important as women and as black women that we don't try to put other people in the box that we have. Mm -hmm. Just because we're doing something a certain way does not mean that every woman is supposed to do it that way. Um, and we can't despise each other's purposes and we can't really help people propel into their purpose if we're secretly putting them in a box we created for them. Mm. Yeah, I think that's really good. And I, I know for me, I mean, I tell God all the time, I'm like, God, listen, open up the door and I will get a job quick. And he's like, nope, you're going <laughs> to you're going to do this. You know, I'm just like, God, how about this? How about I'll write a job description? I'll submit it to a company that I think would love for me to do these services for them and they can pay me all this money. And, you know, and it's funny because 
it just it's all about seasons right there was a season where God did have me working full-time and just as you said I was able to I had actually cultivated the skills that I used to get the job I had actually by starting a business so my first company that I had actually we really want to talk about first the first first company I had was called bundle of randomness and it was actually as random as it sounds um I had all because I had a lot of skills so I was like okay I do this I do this I do this and then I went through this class with my old mentor mentor her name is Elsie Johnson and she has this awesome community uh, called Zora's House in Columbia Ohio uh, Columbia's girl I don't know I might have to edit that out because I don't even know if I said that right <laughs> but uh, anyway she has this amazing company called Zora's House and anyway back then she was a full-time entrepreneur and so we, I took this class with her and she said Brie you need to rebrand your name bundle of randomness does not make me want to work with you because it tells me that you're unclear about what it is that you offer. And so I actually changed my name from bundle of randomness to brands by Brie. And I focused specifically on building websites and doing social media management for small companies. And so in the midst of me doing those things, I ended up I can't even tell you how it happened. I guess it was just one of those God things and a company reached out to me and said, Hey, you know, we see that you offer these services and we need someone to work with us part-time. Would that be something you're interested in? I was like, absolutely. You know, extra money. This is a company. So y'all are probably going to be more consistent in terms of being a client than a one-off person might be. And then that part-time opportunity turned into a full-time opportunity when the digital marketing coordinator, and promotions coordinator at the time was offered another position. And so they were thinking, okay, well, Brie already knows our brand. She's been working with us, you know, for this long. Let's see if she'd be interested in it. And it was an amazing, it was an amazing experience in the fact that one, I got to try things out, not on my own dime. Cause you know, as, as an entrepreneur, it's like, if you're taking risks and you aren't being employed by somebody else at the end of the day, if something fails, then that's money that you lost potentially in your business. But I was able to try out a lot of innovative ideas with this other company because there wasn't necessarily a dollar amount attached to it, right? Like it was a restaurant group. And so if I made a social post that didn't do extremely well, it wasn't like they were going to lose revenue in the restaurants in the same way if I did a, um, a press release, because I was working on press releases for them as well. If I worked on that and it didn't get to as many people, it's not like people stopped coming to the restaurant. So there were just so many skill sets that I I had that I got to cultivate and really nurture and I see some of those same skill sets come up now in my business like with email marketing and those different things and so I love that you touched on that because some people are in their jobs right now and they are unhappy and they're just spending all their time thinking about the next step and oh when I work for myself this is what I'm gonna do and they're not even realizing that they're this is precious time that they can use to hone their skill set to see what it is that they really enjoy because I'm sure that everything you do for your nine to five is not necessarily something that you have translated to career uncaged just because you're like, Hey, I know how to do that, but that's not necessarily when I, what I want to put all my efforts into. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, this is just such a precious time that people get. And, you know, I tell people too, whenever I was working full time, that also gave me the capital, right. To be able to invest in my own business, to be able to invest in a website design, or when I held my first book launch, I was able to pay for that out of my own pocket versus having to say, okay, I have money in my business bank account, but if I spend that on a book launch, then unless we sell X amount of books, you know, then I'm upside down in my business. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and another thing that comes to mind as you were talking about that is I think that we have a tendency, we meaning society and we meaning Christians, I think that we have a tendency to like put our spiritual life and our purpose in like two separate boxes. Mm -hmm. For example, you may, someone may go to work, do their nine to five, and, and their mentality is, oh, well, I just need to go to work and do my nine to five so I can go home and be spiritual and spend time with God. Mm. And it's kind of this, it's kind of this binary mentality that we have mm -hmm. and that we don't see how our basic nine to five job connects with God's purpose for mm -hmm. us, connects with our spiritual walk. But I think that God, his desire is to use us in every season of our life. And so whether, whether that's in the workplace, whether that's at home, whether that's at church, whether that's with your friends, whether that's with your family, God wants to use you right where you're at. Mm -hmm. So if you're at a nine to five, whether you like it or whether you see yourself doing more, that doesn't mean that God can't use that right where you're at. He can use you in the workplace. He can use you in whatever area that you're in. It's just a matter of shifting our mentality and knowing that where you're at right now it may not be the end goal, but there's a purpose for it and God use it right where you're at. Absolutely. He doesn't waste anything. And I, I think, I think even in, I was in a season where I was, uh, I mean, technically I'm still a stay at home mom, but stay at home mom in the sense of I woke up every day, got my children like fed, cleaned, spent time with them, got them ready for bed, put them to bed, went to bed myself, and then like woke up the next day and did the same thing. And as you said, there was that longing in me that was like, God, you know, I, of course, I'm grateful for this time with my children, but I feel like this, I'm not operating in my full capacity. And honestly, what he told me, he said, Brie, this is a time of rest for you. You already know the promises that I've made about you and your businesses and where you're going to be. And if you are not careful, you're going to look back on this season and be like, dang, that was my only responsibility, like just making sure my family was good. And I wasted that whole season trying to hurry up and get to the hustle phase of my life where now I'm exhausted and I can't think of the last time, you know, that I just was on my couch with nothing to do. And it's funny because he used God. I mean, he, God used my dad to confirm that. Cause I was, we, this was a season when we were living with my parents and I asked my dad, I said, you know, I feel like I'm going to be facing a lot of new opportunities in the new year. And I don't know what I should take advantage of what I should do. And he said, Brie, I really think you're just supposed to rest in this season. And my dad, I, I, I tease that he's like hustle man supreme. Cause if you tell him one, he's like, Oh, you know what you could do? You could do this and you can make this. And you're like, daddy, I was just, I was just talking about car washes. I didn't want to know how to turn that into, <laughs> you know? but that's just, that's his mindset. Cause he's a hard worker. And so for my dad, who always has a business plan up his sleeve to say, I think you're supposed to rest right now. That really resonated with me. And honestly, tears welled up in my eyes because I thought, okay, God, you know, if I was uncertain about what the season was for, you just confirmed that. And I think just like what you were saying, if people would take a moment and say, God, instead of saying, God, when am I going to get out of here? Saying, God, what do you want me to get out of here? And what do you want me to give as well, right? Because we have to think about being a resource. You don't want to just say, okay, well, while I'm here, I'm going to use, I'm going to get this and I'm going to do this and I'm going to connect with these people and I'm going to do that. But how can you be of value and 
and of service. Because if you can't be a good employee, then why would you think that you could be a good employer? And then why would you think that you'll attract good employees when you get to a place in your business where you're starting to hire? Yeah, so good, Bree. Totally agree. So tell me a little bit about the process of starting Career Uncaged. Like I, I love the people that God connects me with because it almost always, and when I say almost always, it's like 99.99999% of the time comes from a place of just, like you said, wanting to fill a need or, or, or a frustration where you're like, okay, these people are super talented. I'm meeting them in person and I love who I'm meeting, but when I'm looking at their resume, it's just not translating. And so what made you say, okay, not only do I want to help people with this, I want to create a business from this. Yeah. Yeah. So a couple of different things. So it kind of started with a friend of mine that I had. Um, Well, I still have. Um, And so my friend was interested in a position at my company. Um, I know him personally. So I knew that he is, he's brilliant, highly qualified, could have easily done the job. So, and I, I know he's a person of good character And so I had no issue making sure his resume got in front of the person who was the decision maker. Mm. So, you know, I have him send me my, send me his resume. Keep in mind, I'm a recruiter. So he sends me his resume and his resume does not at all reflect his experience. And I felt very unconfident about putting his resume in the hands of someone and recommending him Mm. because him person personally I knew what he was capable of I knew how how talented he was ultimately it's not my word that was going to get him the job he still mm-hmm. present himself on paper because when right. I to that person who is the decision maker they need something on paper that that proves that he is qualified and he simply did not have that so it started with that experience where I was like this super brilliant guy did not do a great job at translating his experience on paper. Mm-hmm. When I kind of started the started the idea of it, and I tossed it around in my head for probably six months free. Oh, and wow. It was literally, I went to this women's conference, and it's actually been exactly one month since I, I or one year since I started my business. Mm-hmm. And so a year ago, I went to this women's conference, and a lady spoke, and what she was speaking about just like lit something up inside of me mm-hmm. went straight home that night and i did i registered for the business i got my name figured out i did everything for it so wow. it was like like i needed someone to speak life into me and to tell me yo like that's okay you have permission to start a business like it's okay for you to pursue something else like just go for it mm-hmm. and that women's conference did to me. And so now where I'm at is my, my goal is really just to help people, you know, it working in HR, I know a lot of things and have a lot of tools and I sit at the hiring seat literally daily. Mm-hmm. Your conversations that people have about resumes and about who to hire. Um, I'm in on creating people's salary and their compensation packages mm. and, honestly transparently tell you that there's way more to it than meets the eye. Yeah. I don't think that it's fair that regular people who would not have that knowledge 
could be disqualified because of a resume. And so my heart is to help people with the knowledge that I have build their resumes, help them with the interview process to get a job that they are passionate about. So that's kind of how, that's how my business started. So what would you say has been one of the most rewarding transactions that you've had? Like if you can think of one person that you've worked with in the last year since you started your business, and you don't have to say their name specifically, but just one of the biggest transformations that you've been able to see. And because I would imagine with the kind of work you do, you're not just changing resumes. I feel like you're building people's confidence because... I think I even read a testimony on your website that was like, my resume makes me sound like I'm the bomb. Like I want to hire me, you know? And so I would imagine that you get a lot of people who are feeling like that because I think, and I talked with another woman about this. Sometimes we shortchange our own abilities, right? Or we don't put things on our resume because we think, well, nobody's really impressed by that. Or, you know, everybody can do that. And it's just not true. So how, what has been one of the most transformational experiences you've had with a client? And then I guess a a follow-up question to that would be, why do you think it's so hard for people to translate their skills into writing? These are great questions. So First, um, the most transformational experience I have had was with a client recently. Um, She lives in California and she um, has tons of experience like in the retail space. And so she took seven years off to be a stay at home mom. Um, And so she was ready to transition back into the workforce. As you could imagine, being out um, seven years things have changed, how you apply Mm -hmm. change. And she felt extremely discouraged just in that she did not think that she would be able to interview well, that she would be able to do her resume. So she came to me. Um, So I'll just make a long story short. I did her resume for for her and she asked me a ton of questions and I encouraged her. Um, And literally, literally within two weeks after doing her resume, she, I talked to her again and she was like a completely different person. She had mm. had interviews and she had had multiple job offers literally within two weeks. Wow. Statistics show that it takes the average person five months to land a job, even right now when unemployment is really low. So the fact that she got through that and it was her ideal position was just everything to me. Mm. As, as a business owner, just as a person is like, I don't just want to write a resume and make a couple dollars. That's not the point. Like I want people, I want to be able to position people to pursue their purpose. I want to be able to help them get to their next step. And I want to be able to help them remove the barriers that are stopping them from getting there. And so that was just super exciting. She was so ecstatic when I talked to her and even just how she talked about herself changed. Mm. And probably the most transformational experience I've had is with that client. Um, To answer your second question, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you asked this. Um, Like what hinders people from being able to like translate their experience to a resume? Mm -hmm. Let's talk about us as black women. (laughs) Us as black women, um, I, I literally see from experience working in recruiting the way that black women talk about their experience is way different than how anyone else talks about their experience. I am telling you. Um, And I think we have a tendency, probably out of maybe 
trying to be humble or mm-hmm. not brag, but I've noticed a tendency of us to just downplay what we do. And we fall into imposter syndrome, thinking that our experience is invalid or we're not qualified enough or we're not, we're not smart enough or we don't have enough experience. When a lot of times those are just lies. Like, mm-hmm. I think that we talk ourselves out of our own greatness. Um, and I think that I mean, that has to do with just the mentality that I think has been imparted to us through society and just life. So I think one of the biggest hindrances is a lack of knowledge and also just not truly having the confidence in mm-hmm. oneself to be able to translate their experience to a resume. I think mm-hmm. barriers. I, those are really good answers. And I, I know that I was, I know I keep talking about all these women, but it's, it's like, that's what I love about Black Girls of Purpose is these conversations that I get to have. And now that I get to share um, with women who listen to the podcast and I shared on another episode, that was the reason why I started the podcast because I was having all these transformational conversations with women and I was putting in, I was putting their answers in my blog, but it just doesn't translate the same. And, you know, especially being a, a community that creates offline and online spaces for women of color to connect. Like you, when you hear someone's voice or you see their face, like you really feel like you are connecting with them. And the thing that you said that I just connected with was the lack of confidence and the imposter syndrome. Absolutely. But I also think about And this was what the, one of our former guests said, she said, Brie, some things we play down because those are the things that others have played down. Like the thing that we were good at is not the thing that we were praised for when we were younger. So we've always been the writer, but nobody was patting us on the back because we wrote wrote a bunch of, you know, children's books or plays or whatever. Or yes, we've always been good at sports, but maybe our family wasn't the sports family. And so they didn't really get excited about that. Or yeah, maybe we've been really organized, but our family didn't say, wow, you're super organized. They said, girl, you're like a neat freak or you're, you know, your type A. And so it's things that haven't been praised. And so because they haven't been praised within our communities, then when it goes, when it comes to the workforce, and these are actually like really amazing skills and, and, and offerings that companies want for their company, you know, we find ourselves not talking about them because we think, okay, nobody really wants to hear about that, or people don't really care about that. And I think this is also where your confidence in Christ has to come in and understanding who you are in him and understanding that by downplaying your gifts, you're kind of downplaying him and you're in your, you're dimming your light, right? Like I'm, I'm working on a, a Bible study series about coming out of hiding and not dimming our light and, and, and following what scripture says. It's like, who, who can, like who hides a city on a hill? Like who does that? Who takes a lamp and puts it under a basket? But I feel like that's what so many women do is that we say like you said that humility and sometimes I think we it's false humility it's, it's actually fear but we're disguising it as humility because there's that fear of rejection of okay well what if I tell them that these are the things that I do and they don't really care about that or they're not interested in that and so how do you and how have you even per- personally how have you overcome imposter syndrome or the fear that says you know what can I really do this am I really equipped for this Oh my gosh, Brie, you just need to cut that question out because I'm currently figuring that out now. So mm-hmm. I have an answer to that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let you know later though. Yeah. 
Well, I think for me, I'll answer then. <laughs> uh, I think for me, it just comes in doing it, right? Showing up anyway. Um, I love the scripture in Revelation that says the enemy is defeated by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And so for me, the biggest like pain in the butt I can be to the devil is to do the thing that he told me I couldn't do. And so it's like, oh, devil, you said I can't do these Bible studies. Oh, guess what? They kicking off Thursdays at seven, you know, or you <laughs> or you said that I can't do a podcast. Oh, my gosh. What? We just launched this podcast. It's going to be every single week. And it's it's a way for me to create momentum. Right. Because I know if I stop and not from a place of I'm hustling and grinding, so I never have to be alone with my thoughts. But if I stop and listen to what the enemy is saying about me. I will allow him to convince me like, well, yeah, you're right. Maybe I'm not capable of doing this. And I even think about this podcast when we first started, my plan was to have every single week be these interviews with women. And then God took me a different route and said, no, we're going to do weekly Bible studies. And I was like, oh, no, you know, I, I've taught stuff at church. Yeah, I've taught a couple Sunday school classes, but the way you're breaking this down for me, it's like, you want me to preach a little bit. You give me series, like little sermon series or whatever. I'm not really sure if I'm about that life. And even now when I go back and I listen to some of our first episodes, I'm cringing a little bit because I'm like, girl, what? These transitions, these ums, these likes, you know, just all these filler words. And you could tell that I wasn't as confident, but my confidence has grown in doing it. It's the same thing with working out, right? Like, it doesn't feel good the first few times you do it, but as you build that discipline, you're strengthened in those areas. And then, of course, we know we always want to be growing and progressing. So there will be other areas where it's like, okay, yeah, your glutes are really good now, but look at your arms. They kind of flabby. So let's work on those arms, right? And so, um, and even with you, like I, I noticed, because I, I, I love to keep up with the women that I connect with. And I noticed that even some of the services that you were offering when we first met you have added to your services and i think that that is part of building up that strength and overcoming that imposter syndrome because every day you show up in your business is a day where you're saying okay i can't do it in and of myself but scripture says that i can do all things through christ through who strengthens me and so i'm not trying to do this within my own ability i'm doing this within god's ability and he's the one who called me to do this and sometimes i can't lie i get turned with god too like you told me to start this business i wasn't even trying to start this business i was content to be over here you know whatever the case may be and when you stand on god's word i feel like it really does give you that confidence to show up in excellence in your business at your workplace every single day I love that. And what that makes me think of is it's a it's a question of where are we putting our faith? Because I think that a lot of times as black women, we have a tendency to put our faith in a lot of different things, whether it's intentional or unintentional. So if you think about all the different things that society throws at us um, directly and indirectly about who we're supposed to be, how we're supposed to act, what we are capable of accomplishing, it is easy to put our, our belief system in those things that society has placed there for us. And if we do that, we will constantly live in, in limitation. And so I think that a part of overcoming that fear that you talked about is a matter of realizing that it's not out of our own strength that really we do much of anything that God to do. Um, but instead, we have to put our faith beyond what society tells us 
we're supposed to be and beyond what we think we're capable of. And when we stop putting our faith in, in our own self and we put our confidence in, in the one who can help us get there and who can propel us into our purpose, then that's when we begin to get the confidence that we're longing for because the confidence is not in something that is not eternal anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I just love the fact that you said that. Um, yeah, I love it. So good. <laughs> So uh, what do you see or what has God showed you, right? Because we know that he knows the end from the beginning. What has God showed you are some of the next steps for Career Uncaged in 2020? I'm so glad you said that. Um, So for my business, Career Uncaged, um, my big goal is to remain consistent and to remain faithful and to walk in excellence. And that may seem like it's not a very lofty goal, but I want to share something with you that God just revealed to me like over the past couple of days. So when you go out and like look at entrepreneurship statistics, like you will find all these statistics that say, oh, well, this percentage of businesses close in the first year, in the first five years, and that majority of businesses, they fail is what it says. And I think that sometimes when we think of our business or whatever it is that God has called us to, like we, we think that it has to look a certain way. So for example, with your business, you may see success being, Oh, well, I have my business for many, many years. That's successful. Or, Oh, I grow and get a big following that's successful. And if you don't make it within this, box of what you think in your head is success, then you think you have failed. Mm -hmm. But what I actually think true success in entrepreneurship is, is are we being led by God and are we walking in excellence and are we having an impact? Mm -hmm. And I think that far too often we place too much emphasis on like, on like numbers and like, how long can I do this? How much can I grow? And although those things are good and they're like important, um, that's not always what success is to God. Um, And so for me, my big goal this year is remaining consistent and being excellent. And I have finally come to the realization that like, it's okay if if I don't see my business going where other people's businesses may go. Like, I don't know if this could be if this is something that I would want to do for 10 years, but that doesn't make it a failure. What makes it successful is the fact that I'm being led by God every step of the way. And so that's just kind of something that I've been thinking about, but those are my goals for, for this year. And then of course I have a financial goal that I want to reach, which I'm currently on progress for. Okay. So, yeah. I love that. I love too that you said it looks different for everybody um, because something that someone told me recently that's really been helping me it's says success for the Christian is obedience. Yeah. And so if God, if you have a multi-million dollar company and God tells you to, to step away from the company and you stick with the company, then you're a failure. Yeah. And it's like, wait, what? You know, you're making millions and you're a failure because God has told you that that's not where he wants you. And it takes faith to follow God in that way because Again, what we've been speaking about, society would say, girl, you crazy. You're not about to walk away from that seven-figure job. 
But if that's what God is calling you to do, then being a success is being obedient to him. And I think as long as we're being led, as you said, we don't have to worry about it. I mean, there's one of my favorite scriptures. I have it taped over my, it's, it's taped above um, the sink in my kitchen. And it talks about how it's better to have little with righteousness than great treasure and turmoil with it. And that's something that I always meditate on because so many of my, my followers, my listeners know, you know, for, for Black Girls of Purpose, we haven't gotten to that place yet where it's just like, yep, we have regular revenue. We're doing all these things. You know, we've partnered with all these big brands, but God has told me, he's like, but Brie, you have peace. And that's not something you've always had. You didn't always have this peace. And I mean, when I tell you, Azani, that sometimes the peace is so thick that I'm like, God, am I okay? <laughs> you know, I just literally, I'm just, it feels like I'm on a cloud or something. I'm like, Lord, I am not on any kind of drug right now, but it really feels like that I'm on a drug. And, you know, it's, it is good to be at peace with God and, you know, I think about the psalm that says, I, I would rather spend one day in your courts than a thousand years, like anywhere else. Like, that's really where I am right now with Black Girls of Purpose. And I just got into a place, even especially financially, where I'm like, God, you own everything and you are capable of changing our situation at any point. But even if you don't, right, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, like our father can deliver us from this fire but even if he doesn't like we're not going to bow down and serve you so it's like for me it's like even if he doesn't for me what that looks like is trusting him and it's funny because a couple weeks ago I did have a moment where I was like ah you know maybe I need to look at this full-time job stuff again and I was so sad that week and because I had applied for a bunch of jobs so I, I was really sad that week and so I started praying I was like god why am I so sad and he said it's the Holy Spirit that's grieving. It's not you. It's the Holy Spirit within you that's sad because you don't believe me. Like you don't, you're trying, you're still trying to provide for your own needs. And y'all, I'm not, t- it, like Azani said, don't put everybody in a box. Don't put yourself in a box. Don't put me in a Like this is what God has told me about my specific situation. If God is telling you to go get a job, go get a job, boo. If he's telling you to, to step away from a job, step away from a job. But for me, I feel like God said, Brie, you know, just trust me. And every time things happen with our finances and I'm like, God, what you want me to do? The answer is always wait, always. And this is like since 2018. And so it's been a faith leap and it's been a trusting situation, but I love the person that I'm becoming and that I have become as a result of waiting on God. And the thing that I just have to have hope for is that he is developing my character so that when increase comes, I will be able to handle it. Because I always tell people what would be worse for me than never gaining any money in my business or being able to contribute to my house financially the way that I would like to would be being able to have that or having that ability and then squandering it because I didn't have this, didn't learn the stewardship mentality and didn't learn the disciplines that I need to learn in order to be someone who could save or who could invest or who could pause and really say, okay, what makes sense for my business. And that's what I even love about you. When we spoke 
first about you being a, a activate partner you're like okay Brie like let me look at some things let me see let me you know this is my first full year let me look at this and that and then there was a okay I've looked at this this makes an this makes sense as an investment but not everybody is that and everybody has that soundness of mind and even me, like that's something that I was, I used to be just, oh, it's shiny. I'm gonna get it. You know, it, it's cool. And I, my thing with having a background in branding, I'm like, okay, I want all the pretty stuff so we can look like it. And, and I, I cut this quote out last year for my vision board and it said, create a life that looks, doesn't just look good on the outside, but feels good on the inside. And so that's really what I've been spending this first part of the year doing is just being a woman of integrity and making sure that, Black Girls of Purpose is who we appear to be, right? We're not just like putting, like you said, it's not just about numbers, but we're really making an impact in people's lives daily, whether it's through the podcast or it's through our Activate community or even just in the interactions that I have with people one-on-one that I might meet, meet in my personal community, you know? So it's just, it really is about obeying that calling and like you said, being consistent. And I feel like if you are consistent in whatever you do, and you're following God's Holy Spirit, you will always be a success. Yes. Oh, I love everything you're saying. And something you said, I love how you talked about resting um, and how, you know, your business, it's growing, it's progressing, and I believe God's going to prosper it. Um, But how even in the midst of that, you know, you haven't reached all your goals. You're still working towards some things. You have peace. Mm -hmm one of the biggest like misconceptions and lies that people believe about entrepreneurship is that like entrepreneurship isn't really entrepreneurship unless you spend tireless nights of blood Mm -hmm. years and losses to finally reach success (laughs) always hear this like narrative of like the entrepreneurship story of like i lost everything and i stayed up and i barely Mm -hmm. Eight and I was so stressed, and then finally I reached. The- but that is not that's that's the worldly idea of entrepreneurial success. Mm-hmm. If that is not God's God's God does not desire for us to be toiling and working and not sleeping and stressing mm-hmm. out just to get to where He wants us to go. One scripture that I absolutely love that totally helps me is Psalm one twenty seven. Um, okay, this is what it says: Unless the Lord builds the house. The builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. In vain you rise early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat. But he gives his beloved sweet sleep. And that scripture right there just speaks to that. Like the world lives lives in a place where you constantly have to be working and you constantly have to be giving everything that you've got and you have to be drained and tired in order to reach success. But that's not what God wants for us. It's like what you said. He doesn't want us to be tired. He just wants us to be obedient. Mm-hmm. Not out of our overworking that we're going to prosper. It's out of our obedience to God that we're going to prosper. He enables us to do what it is we're called to do. And I think sometimes we have this vision of success and what it will look like in our head. And so that's when we get into the toiling thing because we're like, oh, well, I see the vision. I see what I want. Mm-hmm. I see the goal. I see that success. And so we start toiling out of our own strength trying to get there. When God's like, but wait, wait, daughter. I just need you to wait. I have a plan. I have a purpose and I have a path for you. And I'm going to enable you to get there. 
but you have to surrender what you think that process is going to look like and even what you think the end goal is going to look like. I don't want you tired and worn out. I want you renewed and refreshed in my spirit. I want you to be able to rest. Like his plans for us are good. It's just a matter of do we want to surrender to those plans um, in order to get there. So rest has been my thing for the past six months is learning what that is and learning how to just be okay with not achieving anything. Yeah. Hard for me, but I'm learning that. Yeah. And, and I, it ties into what we prayed before we got on here in, in, in sec, out of second Corinthians nine and eight, that God is able to make every grace overflow to us. So in every way, having everything we need, we can excel in every good work. And what I've learned is that grace looks like help too. that. It looks like someone saying, Hey girl, you know, let me send those emails for you or a friend that says, Hey, you know, let me watch your children for you for a couple hours or someone who says, Hey, let's go and take a walk together or someone who checks in on you. And the thing that I'm most grateful for when it comes to my boys, cause I have two sons. I mean, my, my listeners know that by now. And if you don't like where you been, what, what you doing, you know, I have two <laughs> children No, but the thing that I love most about, my children is that I know now that they were created to slow me down and not in a bad way, but just to really cause me to smell the flowers. Like they used to say, right. To really just sit and reflect. And even in the midst of where we've been these, this, these, just this month and with the, the coronavirus and people having to be like being manda- mandated to work from home. For some people, they're like, wait, what? I don't know how to be at home. You know, I don't know what that looks like. I'm afraid to be alone with my thoughts or I'm afraid to be alone with my children. Do I even like my children like that? You know, these kinds of thoughts are, are in people's heads. And that's something that I have found myself so grateful for as well. It's just like, God, wow you have took taken me from this person who was like hustle grind supreme just like like i said with my like my dad and 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 moving and and shaking and getting things done you have taken me from her to someone who knows how to still be productive right and still be fruitful because i even say that like i i've started using the word fruitful because i want to produce but i want to produce good fruit i don't want to just be out here because you can be launching courses left and right you can be putting out all these books and all these things but if that's not where god wants you then you're just what are you doing? You know? So, but my children have caused me to slow down and it'll be in the simplest way. Sometimes I'll be on my laptop working on something. And there was one night in particular, I was typing and my, my youngest son, John, who just turned one, he closed my laptop. And I was like, Roger that God. And I just, that was it. I was done working for the day. And and mind you, I was mid email, I think. And I said, girl, your child is trying to spend time with you. So we're done, you know, and that's, I think that's the beauty of the season that I'm in is that, and not from a, I don't have accountability, but like, nope, most people don't know my deadlines except me, right? Like I have a few people in my circle who I've shared with things with, cause they're helping me with a project. But at the end of the day, if I don't launch this by this date, I'm the only one who even knew that I was going to start it that date, Right. So it's given me the ability to operate in a a pace that I'm not used to. And I think that 
that ties to being a, a kingdom driven entrepreneur. You know, I had Shay Bynes on the podcast previously and, and, and she has a book called Grace Over Grind and even her book was just so helpful to me. And so I feel like the summary of all of this is just operate in excellence in whatever season you're in. If you're in the season of being a full-time entrepreneur, if you're in the season of being a full-time employee, if you're in the season of being a full-time mom, a full-time wife, like whatever your season is, God sees you and you don't want to waste your season thinking about what you might be missing. And I think that's where rest comes in, not just physically, but in your soul, right? Because you can rest physically with your body, but your mind is racing and thinking about what you could be doing next or what you might be missing out on. But when you're at rest in your spirit, then you're able to close the laptop at the end of the day, right? Or send out that out of office reply to your clients and say, yep, not even if you're at home saying, yeah, I'm out of office for this week and taking that time that you need because you're trusting God and understanding my business is less about me hustling and grinding to get these clients. And it's more about following Holy Spirit's lead. And because this is his business first and foremost, that I don't ever have to worry about struggling. Oh. So good. I love it. So last question, a couple questions. Since you have a business called Career Uncaged, how are you living uncaged in this season? And then my last question is just how can our listeners stay connected with you? I know that you're, you'll be teaching a class in our Activate community, but for those who might not be in the Activate community, what's the best way for them to stay connected with you? Yeah, I love that question. How am I living uncaged? Um, I think the biggest thing that is helping me in this season and that has helped me is I have decided that I am no longer allowing myself to be driven by the world standard of what what I should do and how I should do it. So for example, um, I was just having a conversation with a friend a couple of days ago and I was asking her, how does she manage being a mom and being a entrepreneur and she's involved in so many things. And the piece of advice that she gave me was everyone has seasons and you have to be able to prioritize what is most important in the season that you're in. Mm -hmm. And if you are driven by what the world tells you is important, so the world tells you that money is important. The world tells you that titles and positions are important. The world tells you that all these different things are important, but those aren't always the things that you need to place priority on if you really want to be focused on your purpose. So I have shifted my whole mentality over the past year to where my top priorities are God, period, people, period, and purpose, period. Mm -hmm. When you have those three things in mind, because the first thing you should know is that if you are walking this earth right now, God wants you connected to people in some way. Mm -hmm. The purpose that you have will always be connected to people in some sort of way. If you want to be an entrepreneur, you're going to have to have customers who are people. Mm -hmm. if you want to be a mom, you're going to have to work with kids. If you want to do anything, it's going to be connected to people in some sort of way. And so I have been digging deep to really get the heart of the father for how he sees people and placing relationships over, over the grind, really. Mm. I have found that to be so much more valuable um, in investing in my relationships more than I invest in 
all these other things I can invest in. So really, how am I being uncaged is I have reprioritized what's important to me. And I have seriously just, there's this really awesome book called Free of Me. It's mm-hmm. so cool. Um, but I have, I'm really just getting free of me. Um, where what I'm doing, it's not even about me. My business is not even about me. The job I have, it's not about me. How much money I make, it's not about me. It's not, it, when, and when you get to a place where you realize that everything that you're doing is bigger than you, then that is the true place of freedom. The true place of freedom is realizing that God is so much bigger than the plans that you could create in your head and that God is so much bigger than the obstacles that you face in life. And once you get there, you experience a level of freedom because you're no, no longer driven by outside things. Um, I, I naturally am a, am, am an achiever type. I'm a hard worker type. Mm-hmm. So I have ridden myself. I really don't care about titles. I care, but I don't care. Like it's important because it, it makes God looks, look good, but like, I'm not driven by that anymore. And mm-hmm. there's some in that because now I'm free to be obedient. Like we talked about, I'm free to, to put, to close the laptop when I feel like closing the laptop, because I'm not trying to prove myself to anyone. And it's really not about me either me anyway. It's about what God wants to do through me. And that has really helped me to just hear God more. And to be able to be led by him because I have rearranged my priorities and whose voice I'm going to place biggest priority on. So that's how I'm living uncaged. What was the second question? What's the best way for our listeners to stay connected with you? Because I mean, you just said so much and I know, you know, I know you're on your social media, you're really active and you share a lot of good tips and stuff. So just what's the best way for our community stay connected with you. Yeah. So if you want to stay connected with me, you can um, follow me on social media. I'm on Instagram at career uncaged. Um, and then if you are interested in my services, um, I do resume services and interview prep services. Then you can find that on my website, which is careeruncaged.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast, Azani. I am grateful for you. I I tell a lot of my guests that these podcast interviews, they feel like therapy sessions. Not that I'm, you know, not that I'm asking for, okay, tell me what I should do in this, but I think there's something powerful in slowing down and having genuine connections with people and genuine conversations with people beyond just the, Hey girl, how's it going? Or, or I I feel like a lot of people, you know, you meet them and you say, what do you do? Right? Like that's one of the key things that we go to, but whenever I'm able to sit with women and find out not just what you do, but why you do what you do, because that's such an important thing. If you don't know the why behind what you're doing, then when times get hard and they will get hard, you're going to probably quit. And so being able to just hear different women's motivation and what keeps them going is just always so nurturing for me and really feels like, makes me feel like, okay, God, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. So I appreciate you for sharing your story with our Black Girls of Purpose community. I appreciate you for taking this time uh, to, to just speak with me. I know you have a lot of things, like, like I said, between building a business and then also working for a company. I know that 
It's like you got to be really intentional with the time that you make and take for things. And so I just appreciate you for bringing us into a part of your day and your team. Thank you so much, Bree. I am so grateful for you. I love your heart. All right, Purpose Peeps. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode with Azani. I wanted to come back on here because she just dropped so many nuggets. And so I hope that you had a chance to write things down. I hope that you will share um, any quotes from her that really resonated with you and be sure to tag her if you post it on Instagram at Career Uncaged and then tag Black Girls with Purpose. I also wanted to re-emphasize the fact that she will be uh, teaching a class on job hunting with joy in our Activate community. So if you are in a season, I mean, I know so many people are still kind of trying to bounce back from uh, remote working or some people have are still looking for employment uh, because of COVID-19, then I think this would be an amazing course for you to take. And we do have special pricing for our Activate community uh, just in light of everything that's happening. And so if you are interested in joining our Activate community, all you have to do is go to Black Girls of Purpose podcast.com forward slash activate and it'll give you all the information about everything that's included like the monthly master classes the workshops we do special bible studies within our activate community and so i hope that you will join us over there and it's funny because at the very beginning i said you guys have to listen to for the coupon code at the end but then i realized that i said it in her ad at the beginning so anyway if you missed her information at the beginning and you want 10% off of your services. So she does resume writing. She does LinkedIn profile updates. She does so many amazing things that'll help you position yourself for your next career move. You can go to careeruncaged.com forward slash BGWP. Again, that's careeruncaged.com forward slash BGWP. So again, I hope that you enjoyed this episode from Azani. I hope that you'll connect with us over on Instagram and just share your favorite parts from this episode. And I hope that you guys have an amazing week. You know, it's so important for us to remember that we are to be excellent wherever we're called. And I know that we often interview full-time entrepreneurs, but one thing that I love so much about having Azani on this episode was just showing how we really are called to light up the world no matter where we are. If we're in a full-time job, if we're at home and we're full-time wives and moms, if we're uh, working on our full-time business, whatever it is, we're called to excellence. And so I hope that you will just... meditate on that. And I hope that something that we said resonates with you. And if nothing else, I will talk to you guys next week.